The reading is Psalm 139, 1 and 13 through 16. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. Hi, Zalpam. My name is Kor. I use they, them pronouns, and I am a community member here. I am so happy to have been asked to do this. I have wanted to give a sermon my entire life, and here the day is. Um, other than being a community member here, I am also studying uh, to be a clinical pastoral care counselor at Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary, where Pastor Jonah went as well, and uh, I hope to get my, to become a licensed professional counselor and bring spiritual care into counseling. It's going to be fun. Uh, I also spent this past summer being a hospital chaplain and that was awesome. Uh, I, a little more background on me. I am transgender, agender and trans. Uh, I, started HRT almost four years ago. Testosterone's great. Um, and I also have a disability, uh, many disabilities. Um, but in particular, I have a physical disability that is, I don't know. Diagnosis is question mark. Um, it, has to do with hypermobility and hip dysplasia and something with the discs in my back. So we think. Um, disabilities are a thing and the body doesn't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, more on that later. <laughs> Today, um, I, it's a good transition. Living in a body is hard. <laughs> Today, as I speak, I want you to remember, keep in mind that living in a body is hard. I know that, and you know that. And with everything I say, I want you to remember that your experience is valid. Your body experience is valid. The hardness and struggle is real. And that's okay. It's okay that we struggle. The past few weeks, we have been looking at our bodies as part of our spirituality. How our bodies impact what we believe. How our faith is lived out through our bodies. We have been talking about our bodies as an extension of our spirituality, 
including the good, the bad, and sometimes ugly. We have not been talking about body positivity or positive self-image. We have been talking about our bodies, about how our bodies are influential parts of our faith. One thing that has excited me about this series on bodies is that it does not focus on body positivity. That we are not preaching the message that loving our bodies is the only way we can fully connect with God. No. We are bringing to light the realness of our bodies on this planet. We have heard that we experience pain and that pain can help transform our lives and the lives of others. That our bodies connect us all. That with our bodies, we have the power to show up, follow in the footsteps of Jesus and stand up for the oppressed. Today, we will be diving deeper into the physical and the internal body, exploring what makes it sacred and how we may attend to our sacred bodies. First, I want to explore the meaning of the word sacred. What does the word mean? Holy, something spiritual, something special, connected, blessed, other things. I honestly didn't know what the word sacred exactly meant prior to being assigned this sermon. I used to use the word holy, which still fits, but sacred is in the definition of holy, so yeah. <laughs> but now I feel like sacred is a stronger word. According to the Oxford Dictionary, sacred means connected with God or the gods or dedicated to a religious purpose and so deserving veneration. Deserving veneration. Veneration means respect. And my instinct is to interpret deserving veneration as worthy. So, sacred means connected with God or dedicated to religious purpose and so worthy. Pastor Jonah left me with a definition of sacred. They said, set apart for a specific godly purpose, sharing a connection with God. I like that one too. And connection is in both. That's a lot packed into one word. When So today when we're talking about bodies as sacred, we're saying that our bodies have a connection with God. God has given our bodies a specific godly purpose, and our bodies are worthy of respect. All of these things make perfect sense in my mind. Our bodies have a connection with God because God created us. Our reading today tells us about how God created us, and so does a million other pieces of literature. God has given us a specific godly purpose. Our reading also tells us that God wrote out our days before we even existed. 
God has placed us here with a road to travel down. I've always believed that God has placed us here with a road to travel down. <laughs> and our bodies are worthy. That's something that we hold dearly here at Zhao. And our reading tells us that God made us fearfully and wonderfully. And I take that as worthy. Worthy of being wonderful. Worthy of respect and the love of God and others. These are the things that make us sacred. Our connection with God. Our worthiness. And the purpose that we have given, been given. Makes us sacred. So our bodies have a connection with God. God has given our bodies a specific godly purpose, and our bodies are worthy of respect. Bodies. <laughs> when reflecting on my body and all of the things it can do, how I feel about my body, the questions I have for God about the human body, why God created us this way or that way, why reflecting on this idea that our bodies truly are sacred while doing all this thinking stuff, I thought up a metaphor slash real thing slash whatever you will of receiving a gift. God has given us this beautiful gift of life, a physical body and inward parts. And just like when you open a gift, you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you open up a gift and it's damaged or it isn't what you hoped for. Sometimes our bodies are not what we hoped for. They may look or feel damaged. Our bodies may be the exact opposite thing that we asked for. For example, I would have loved to be born in a body that did not have feminine features or characteristics, body that was not born XX. It would be nice to also live in a body that could ditch mobility aids and walk around without having to worry about falling. I wish I wasn't so afraid of messing up everything. That my overall mental health was at a place where I didn't have to work so hard to stay stable. And so some people wish they were skinnier, want to get rid of birthmarks, were born, wish they were born with all of their body parts, wish they were born without any health conditions at all. And there's so many other things that we see in ourselves and our bodies that we don't want or we see as damaged. The question is, what do we do with damaged or unwanted gifts? What do you do with a damaged or unwanted gift? Return it? Throw it away? Re-gift it? <laughs> White elephant? <laughs> Put them on a shelf and forget about it? 
But can we do this with our bodies? Mm. Might be a little rude. Or impossible. <laughs> Maybe. I have found myself wanting to return this gift many times for many reasons. Begging God for a reasonable exchange. Asking God if I could be given a version of my body that existed before puberty. Begging God for a version of the body I had before my physical disability set in. A little background on my physical disability before I move on. A little bit about my sacred body. A little over three years ago, I had a migraine out of nowhere and I fell and blacked out. This, after waking up from this blackout, I had minimal feeling in the right side of my body. No one could figure it out. I eventually started to regain feeling, but started to fall randomly. And so we added a cane for safety. Walking eventually became harder and harder and then it got easier. And then it got harder again. And my pain levels increased. And did I ever mention, did I mention that the migraine never went away? It's still here. Managed with meds, but. Since the incident, some of my symptoms have improved. New symptoms have arrived and some of them have gone I don't have a clear diagnosis I don't know how to talk about my disability and I don't know what my body is going to do how it's going to feel or what symptoms are going to present themselves every day but I still have to use my cane or a power chair to be safe, to reduce pain. Sometimes I question how my body can be sacred. How is it worthy? What purpose does my body have if I don't fully understand it if I don't understand what's happening. How is my body worthy of respect and love and everything if I'm in pain 24-7? If I have to keep an inanimate object around to help me out, how can something that feels so broken be so holy and worthy? Sometimes my head gets so clouded with frustration and confusion that I lose sight of my connection with God. Last month in particular, it felt like I was getting worse instead of better.
better. I had to use my power chair at work more because walking started to hurt for the first time in more than a year. I started falling more often. I really, really, really wanted to exchange my body for one that was independent. One that I understood. One that doesn't have to experience pain 24-7. One that is... strong. In moments of great pain and frustration, I've had thoughts, I've said, dear God, please ease my struggle. God, please help me get better. God, make this pain stop. As I say these prayers, I often catch myself. Notice that I am resisting, rejecting, and or ignoring my reality. The reality that God is right next to me. Next to me in the struggle, in the pain, in the suffering. There is no escaping the pain. And it is because of my sacred body, my connection with God, that I can find a way through the pain. Find a piece of comfort or positivity in the pain. God is the way that I can do that. We don't always have to like our bodies. No matter what we think or how we feel about our body, our bodies will always be sacred. Our connection with God cannot be broken. We were created worthy. Our sacredness cannot fade. The question is, how do we want to experience our sacredness? How do we want to tap into, enhance, embrace, and or attend, attend to it? And if we want to do these things, how, how do we do them? When I am low and get up in my feelings like I was in the, the previous example, I've found ways to notice my thoughts and my emotions in, my, in the moment. And sometimes I try to understand them and show those thoughts of pain and suffering some loving kindness. For example, my initial thought, God, make me better. I don't want this disability anymore. I notice this thought and tell myself, I know this is hard and you are suffering. Be in those thoughts, feel those things. They make sense. This is frustrating and hard. I then ask myself, what does better mean? What has this disability done for me? As I go through this process, asking questions, analyzing, whatever. I eventually ask myself to look at the original thought again and reframe it or rephrase it. 
So, God, make me better. I don't want this disability anymore. Turns into... This disability will always be here. And it's not easy. And I am also not alone. With God, friends, and family, I can do this. Thank you, God, for helping me through this. Giving me the tools I need. I recognize that as much as I want to, I cannot escape my body. So I find ways to build a life worth living. Therapy. <laughs> Therapy term. And one of those ways is represented in the story I just told. Through taking care of my mental health. Using skills I learned in therapy. So, when you are struggling to live in your body and you can't, cannot escape, how would you attend to your sacred body? Build a life worth living. What might you do with your damaged and or unwanted gifts? You can, we can acknowledge our body. Explore ways that we may honor, respect, and protect our sacred body, our connection to God. The most basic ways that some of us who have the resources may honor and show respect for our sacred bodies are by attending to our physical and mental health. Brushing our teeth, going to the doctor, eating food, sleeping, moving, if able, wearing clothes, wearing shoes, putting a band-aid on a cut, taking medication, getting preventative emergency and or necessary surgery or procedures, going to therapy, haircuts. Some folks build a life worth living by getting tattoos. Tattoos help us heal, cope, empower, serve as reminders and express ourselves creatively. Some people heal and find strength by using tattoos to transform their scars into something empowering. Tattoos of personal motivational phrases, song lyrics, a semicolon, or things like that can save a life because it reminds the person that they are strong and can get through ever whatever ails them. God's spirit is strong in me. These are more common, universal things, ways to attend to our bodies. Something that is not common to everybody um, is transgender and non-conforming folks building a life worth living by transitioning, starting hormone replacement therapy or getting affirming gender surgery because they're experiencing gender dysphoria. For those of you who do not know what gender dysphoria is, in my opinion, the DSM-5 does a good enough job of giving a definition, general definition. It says gender dysphoria is a marked incongruency between one's experienced and expressed gender. The DSM-5 notes that it can that gender dysphoria can manifest in a number of ways, so it's different for everybody. 
One being a strong desire to be rid of or suppress the development of one's primary and or secondary sex characteristics. And it's important to note that gender dysphoria comes with significant clinical distress or impairment in important areas of function. I interpret this as depression, anxiety, other mental health issues. Many, not all, folks who experience dysphoria decide that the best way for them to honor their bodies, their internal parts, is to transition. Seek HRT or affirming surgeries. Some people argue that transgender and gender nonconforming folks who transition are dishonoring the gift God has given us. That we are perfect the way God made us. So why change who we are? My rebuttal is that we, trans and gender nonconforming folks who take the steps to transition, are in fact honoring the body that God has given us. We are taking action. We have found the internal parts of ourselves. We have found the true selves. We have found ourselves and we are making sure that our pieces, our parts, are being brought to life. By transitioning, we are fighting to build a life worth living. We are doing this for our health. Many of us, at least me, I did not feel safe or healthy before starting testosterone. Many trans and gender non-conforming folks contemplate ending their life because living in their body is so distressing. It's not them. And transitioning HRT and gender non and gender affirming surgeries can and may alleviate that distress. Speaking from personal experience, since starting testosterone, I have felt more connected to God. There is no longer a hazy cloud separating us. It was hard to fully connect to God when I was not attending to my full mental health, when I was not embracing and feeling my full self. I now feel like my true self and can confidently say that God is by my side through it all. Like Psalm 139 says, it was God who formed my inward parts. Our inward parts being our minds, our souls, and our personalities. All the things that you cannot know about a person from their out, outer body. So our transness is a part of our inward parts. So God created our transness. That's so cool. Our frames were not hidden from God. All our days were written when none of them yet existed. God knew what they were doing when they created us. God knew that this transition was coming, that we would take care of our sacred body and, and take care of what God created, that we would hold on to our connection. This applies to more than transness. 
It applies to all gender things, all queerness, straightness, cisness, beliefs, and more. God created your internal part, your thinking, and God knew what you would do with it. God knows how it is connected to your outward part. So, we are called to see ourselves, be ourselves, attend to our needs. We are called to respect our bodies, though they may be damaged and or unwanted. We are called to do what can be done to live a life worth living, whether that means embracing the damage or repairing it transforming the unwanted into the true you or seeing it as something else. Whatever the scenario, we are called to attend to our bodies because though they may be damaged or unwanted, they are what connects us to God and all creation. And if we don't attend to and take care of our bodies, then I don't want to sound harsh. What do we have? Our bodies are our lifeline. Again, I'm not saying that this is easy. Attending to our bodies in hard times is still attending to our bodies. And again, I'm not saying we have to love our bodies. And our bodies will be sacred no matter what. I know that living in my body is not easy, and I can imagine, can imagine that it is the same for you. It's not easy. Today, I'm asking you to consider being attentive to how you attend to nourish your body, especially in hard times, when you may feel disconnected from your sacredness. What do you do to reconnect, to recenter, do you do anything at all? Is there anything you would like to do differently? How will you embrace and attend to your sacred body?